name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. By God's grace, we have completed the first week of the Great Fast. Today is the Sunday of Orthodoxy. I see so many of you with your icons. And we heard that wonderful epistle reading that is actually read quite frequently within the church. We read this on the Sunday of All Saints after Pentecost, and we read it for various saints as well. It's one of my favorites, so if you'll humor me, I'll read a little bit of it, because we couldn't hear this enough. And what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, and Samuel, and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, received promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched raging fire, escaped the edge of the sword, won strength out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign enemies to flight. Women received their dead by resurrection. Some were tortured, refusing to accept release, that they might rise again to a better life. Others suffered mocking and scourging and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn in two, they were killed with the sword. They went about in skins of sheep and goats, destitute, afflicted, ill-treated, of whom the world is not worthy. These are our saints. And St. Paul was only talking about the saints preceding him in the Old Testament. We've had 2,000 more years of these saints who have emulated this same path. But the epistle reading continues on. So I'll read the, the next two verses that aren't a part of what we heard today. Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. What inspiring words for us, my brothers and sisters. This is what we need to hear, especially right now as we are enduring great Lent. Yes, joyfully, hopefully, but nonetheless enduring because it is a struggle. It is a struggle. And we have this great cloud of witnesses. And the, the word witnesses is martyron. So it's a great cloud of martyrs as well. Both of these things. In fact, that word witness is kind of a, a has a double meaning in English. A witness is someone who does something to show something. A witness is also one who watches. So it's both of those for us. The saints are both of those who are, have shown us who have witnessed Christ, but there are also those who are witnessing us, who are watching us, that cloud of witnesses that stands around us. It really is a vision of the mystical banquet at the end of time. That's what the church is. Here in the church, we have icons in the church because this is helping us visually to understand what is reality in the divine liturgy. In the liturgy, we're partaking in that mystical banquet at the end of time with all of the angels, with all of the saints. We are participating in our union with God together with all of them. And so they pray with us, they worship with us, they sing with us. 
we had a proper church up high above, we would have the dome and Christ and angels all around there to remind us it's not just the saints, but all the angels, all of those who are in the family of God are worshiping together. And when we build a church one day, instead of having the saints hanging on brackets, we'll have them inhabiting the walls. They'll be everywhere on the walls. All around the church, the lives of the saints and so many of their, their stories, the life of Christ around us. I'll send you a video sometime, maybe this week I'll send it, of what a church looks like that's completely adorned with icons. It's a beautiful and glorious thing. So we have these saints here to remind us of what is reality. Because if we didn't have them here, we might more easily forget that in fact we are surrounded by them, this cloud of witnesses, especially in the divine liturgy. And they're not just witnesses, they're our family. This is our family in Christ. You see, God loves us so much that he didn't just give us himself. He gave us brothers and sisters, uncles and aunts, grandparents, cousins, and yes, his own mother. He loves us so much that he's given us a family. And this family spans generations and generations. We have very illustrious ancestors. Perhaps some of you have looked at your an own ancestry and you found out oh, I'm related to someone who was on the Mayflower. Or I was related to George Washington. Or to Abraham Lincoln. Or these famous, important people in history. Well, all of us here have an incredible lineage. These are all of our illustrious saints around here. Soldiers and ascetics and bishops and martyrs and confessors. They're our family. So we can be proud of them in the same way that we might be proud of being related to George Washington. The good kind of pride that says, that's a part of me. These are people who I have an inheritance from. But the difference when we're related to George Washington is George Washington is dead. These saints are alive. They are alive and they're a part of our family. As much as we do feel it or don't feel it. Because I know for many of you who have come into the faith, this is something that's new. I often describe the saints as our distant relatives. For those who come in from other faith or no faith at all come into the church, there are all these icons around, these people that we don't know. But I tell you, they have always been your relatives. They have always been your relatives. You just didn't know them. You still don't know them, maybe. Maybe there are some around this room that you go, who is that? I don't know. It's your brother, your sister, maybe your grandfather. I mean, look around at all these saints. We have St. Nicholas here who has saved literally millions of sailors over the course of time, and many other people from many other situations. St. Haralogos is back there with the long beard. He's like the grandfather for all of us. He was martyred at 103 years old. You don't know him, get to know him. There's St. Seraphim in the corner, a great lover of animals, was so compassionate to the animals was feeding a bear, many other animals in the forest, and praying, and teaching us about peace. And St. Pantelemon on the back wall there, 
Saint Pantaleimon is that dashing looking young doctor who healed people by Christ, who suffered for Christ. Why? He was a doctor, he was healing people, but because of the envy of the devil, he was martyred. Over in the corner, we have a saint that many of you know, Saint John Maximovich, who was like another grandfather figure for many of you. Very close, I see Barry holding his icon. Saint Xenia over here, who many have prayed to in times when they're looking for work or in times of struggle or making a decision about things. We have the saints up here in all of their, their soldierly garb who have fought courageously. Saint Nicarios over here, who many of you have come to know through times of sickness, times of struggle. If you don't know them and all the others that are in between them, get to know them because they're your family. They are your family. And it, it's something that we must recognize is a two-way street. They want to know you. They do know you. And they care about you. Have you ever thought about that? Pauline, that St. Nicholas wants to get to know you better. Wants to be in your life more. This is how the saints are. They are our family and they want to know. Just like, I don't know, like the grandmother that always wants to know about your life and what's going on in it. They already have the eagerness, but we were still learning to have that eagerness, that zeal, that desire to have them in our lives. So it's like a big stadium, that image of the cloud of witnesses. And we're down there on the track running. But what we should realize is if you've ever been to like a track meet or maybe a graduation, and there's the family that's really loud. The family that's going, go John, you can do it. That's the entire stadium for each and every one of us. The saints aren't limited like us. I mean, think of St. Paisios, a recent saint. He had a profound and personal impact on thousands of people. Thousands of people, just while he was living on this earth, walking this earth, I should say. And now that he is living in Christ, his influence upon people has multiplied exponentially. There are people who are here in this church because of St. Paisios' words. So don't think of them as distant. There's this one saint out there, and there's all of us down here. It's quite the opposite. There are all these saints up there, and all of them know us personally and want to be more a part of our lives. This is the family that you have. This is the family that you're coming to know. So if life is hard, reach out to your family. Reach out to them. Because God has given them to you for a purpose. So that you can have more support and help in the struggles of life. It doesn't mean that we don't pray to God. We all know that. But God is bigger than that. He didn't just give him himself. He gave us all of his family. And I didn't even talk about his own mother. He gave us his mother. So she could be like a mother to each and every one of us. She is that great. She can, fill all of, she can handle all of our love and all of our affection and attention. And she can intercede for each and every one of us. So how do we get to know the saints? Because I know for many of us, this is a new journey, 
or it's still something that we're getting used to. Maybe one particular saint has touched us, or the writings of another have, but how do we reach out to them more? The most important way is with icons. That's what we're celebrating today, is icons. Do you know the first time that the word icon was used? It's in Genesis. We are the image and likeness of God. We are icons of God. That's actually the word in Greek. We are icons of God. What does that mean? Does that mean that we bear divinity? Not quite. It means that we have qualities, aspects of that divinity. So think of that in the same way with the icons. The icon is not the saint, and yet the icon bears something about the saint's presence before us. I can't overestimate that. Having an icon of a saint helps us to understand and know the saint, helps us to begin to have communion with the saint. We should know this even better now that we're all doing Zoom and FaceTime so much. It's a difference, isn't it? When we actually are looking at the person that we're talking to. We used to talk on the phone a lot. Now there are all these other ways where we can talk to people looking into their eyes. It's no different with the icons. If you want to draw close to the saints in addition to the icons, there are specific prayers out there. Many saints have akathists to them. So we can pray to them. We can read about their lives. You can't really get to know someone unless you know about them as well. When did the saint live? What did the saint do? What did the saint teach? These are ways of getting to know our own extended family. And we can communicate with them in a very natural way as well. Formal prayers are very useful, but we can just talk. St. Yaakov Osevevi, a very recent saint, I recommend reading his life. He was very close with St. David, who was the founder of the monastery that he was at, St. David of Evia. He was the founder of the monastery and his relics were there, his skull was there as a, a relic that people would venerate. And St. Yaakovos would go right up to the, the relic of his skull and talk to St. David person to person. And we may be in our, uh, in our piety perhaps, but also our unfamiliarness with that intimacy with the saints might say, wow, he's being pretty bold. He would say to St. David, you need to heal this person. He even said, if you don't heal this person, I'm not going to bring your relic out tomorrow. <laughs> and it sounds shocking to us, but it's because he's so intimate with St. David. And this intimacy is something that we can all grow into because it doesn't come naturally for many of us. So another way is just talking to the saint. In front of their icon, talk to the saint. Consider it your FaceTime with the saint. Speak what's on your mind and on your heart. Because the saint has ears to hear. And the people around you oftentimes don't have ears to hear. They don't know your struggles or they don't want to know or they can't comprehend them. But the saints can. They always have ears. And lastly, most importantly, the way to come to know the saints, veneration. You see, venerating an icon is not a mere formality. Oh, this is a painting of a holy person. I'm supposed to bow, cross myself, kiss the icon. This is actually a way of showing our affection to the saint. 
We know that these pieces of wood are not any sort of anything. They're nothing except the fact that they connect us with the saint who is depicted. That's why they're in our lives. So when we have them in front of us, kiss them. Hold them. Hold them close. This is our connection to the saints because they're not walking this earth. They're not here around us in the flesh. So God has granted through this glorious feast on which we celebrate the return of icons into the church. On this glorious feast, we are celebrating that we now can have direct visual contact with the saints. So these are the ways to draw close to them. They are your family. And like the grandma who sits around and waits for your phone call, the saints, they're big enough for that. Whatever your small little thing is, oh, this is so small, I don't know, I'm just, I'll keep it to myself, bring it to them. Bring it to them. And in this way, because it's a two-way street, not only do they intercede on your behalf, but you draw closer to them. Because they're always there, but now you have drawn closer to them simply by the asking. What a great blessing we have in the church. May God grant that one day we have a church that is even more filled with all of the saints. A church in which they inhabit and dwell, where we can't take them down off the walls, but they're there forever. Pray to your saints, venerate them, talk to them, be close to them because they are your family and they will be your family forever and ever and ever into the ages of ages. Amen.